Today's episode of the podcast is a bit of a blurry step between a typical episode and a full session. Overall, it's something that I find smile-worthy and I know you will as well. I've created a made training session, well, there's actually three sessions, and I'm going to share part of that series with you today. Now, this particular maid training, it can be applied to any of Ellsworth's maids, or perhaps a maid that you've had prior to meeting me, or on the side, or heck, maybe you were roaming around your own headspace, opened up a linen closet, and there you found them. Personas have a habit of just popping up, right? This particular etiquette training session, it's inspired by Victorian-era class interactions. All that upstairs-downstairs protocol. And it incorporates a character, one Mrs. Birch. One of the things I love about Mrs. Birch is that she's more than happy to make use of nice long words. Those five dollar words, or I guess we might call them the five pound words, and leave understanding her meaning up to the listener. Perhaps you won't think she's as erudite as she claims. I wouldn't challenge her. That name that I've given her is quite appropriate, as you'll find. Happily, this session also draws upon the classroom setting of the Erase session. It's from uh, back in podcast episode 13. Here on the podcast, I'm not including the full introduction or the hypnotic induction and awakener. The training and instruction Mrs. Birch offers is also split into three distinct lessons in three separate files. More elocution, more rules for would-be sissy maids, and more practice walking in high heels is available to those who are accepted to take up the entire curriculum. Parts of the session are reused, but the experience is different, and the sense of progression obvious. Indeed, post-hypnotic suggestion will make sure that you're aware of the lessons you take and whether your instructor is ready for you to move on. Now there's another maid training session in the works. That one, it's all about punishment and correction. And it's more deliberately directed towards my personal trio of maids. It'll also make use of a cane, for sure. If you have other thoughts about maid training and the ongoing adventures of my Pixie, Margaret, and Prissy, I know that you'll reach out. It isn't my place as a mistress to take the lead in this kind of training for my servants. There are 
are so many things that I enjoy teaching you. So many of my specific preferences and pleasures. So many ways that you can trip up, too. I love to correct you on those mistakes. The mistakes that you don't even know that you're making. And when I correct you, I prefer to do it in a way that ensures that you'll never make that mistake again. But today, different methods will be employed by someone else. You find yourself in a room designed for education, a small classroom, an old-fashioned classroom. The room has been set up for your training. This means that the heavy wooden desks have been pushed up against the wall, leaving a larger, empty area in the middle of the room. It is here that you stand, hands neatly folded at your waist upon your clean white apron. Your instructor has written her name in the center of the dark green chalkboard. The swooping cursive letters spell out her name, Ms. Birch. A strikingly apt example of nominative determinism. This severe, slender woman clearly employs the very implement she is named after. Though at this moment, the cane is securely held under her left arm, ready to be seized, wielded like a weapon, if required. Now already an image of Miss Birch has begun to form in your mind. You can picture Ms. Birch exactly as your subconscious has decided to paint her, with the exception that she is not me. If your mind began to picture your tutor in the same or similar way it pictures me, then oh no, sweetheart. No, you'll need to take the time to correct this now. When Miss Birch speaks, she speaks as if she is addressing a room full of students. She projects her voice to the whole room and even subtly looks to the left and right, as if seeking out potential troublemakers. She says, it is my role here to ensure that you are a pleasing servant and able to meet a bare minimum standard of decorum. It would be a tragedy if you ever embarrassed your mistress in polite company, and in turn, you would embarrass me. Is it your wish that you should embarrass me? There is only one proper answer. No, Miss Birch. So let's hear it. You know your place here my dear, so I know that you will speak the words that your tutor has called upon you to speak. This can happen in your mind, or out loud, 
And as this class continues, you'll do the same whenever prompted. And you'll speak the words in such a fashion that Miss Birch won't need to ask for them again. A full-throated, clear, and undeniable affirmation that confirms your understanding and your obedience. To show that you know exactly what is expected of you, say it again. No, Miss Birch. Your words seem to meet the standard set, and so Miss Birch turns away from you. Below her name, she takes the time to write upon the chalkboard. Don't concern yourself too much with trying to read it. Her cursive is somewhat inscrutable. When it's important, she'll surely read it aloud for you. It's obvious to me that you have already had some education in how to speak properly. You are at least polite and deferential, as a good servant should be. So we will spend some of our time together on elocution. You will speak clearly, with proper pronunciation at all times. And this is sure to be valuable to your mistress. There's an unfortunate tendency amidst English speakers to underpronounce the letter H. And so, I will read the words from the chalkboard, and you will repeat them. And this will be the way of things until we move on. In Hartford, Hereford, and Hampshire, hurricanes hardly happen. In Hartford, Hereford, and Hampshire, hurricanes hardly happen. That's quite acceptable. We can move on. I strive to rise, to meet needs as they arise. I strive to rise, to meet needs as they arise. Nicely done. The next and final line has been specifically requested by your mistress for today's lesson. The Book of Expectations is my guide to a happy and fulfilling life. The Book of Expectations is my guide to a happy and fulfilling life. As you finish intoning the prescribed words, Miss Birch offers the most meager of smiles. There's another indication that your lesson is going well. She has placed the cane on one of the school desks against the wall. You can assume this means she doesn't expect to use it. You can also assume that if you force her to reclaim it from its resting place, you will feel the force of her disappointment behind each stroke. Be sure to not disappoint, dear one. The next part of today's lesson, says Miss Birch, is a simple guide to posture. Posture is a sign of character, 
It's an indicator of your reliability, your trustworthiness. The way that you stand and the way that you carry yourself is the first impression that you will offer to most, far ahead of how you speak. And so, first and foremost, stand straight and stand tall. Have your shoulders back and keep your head level. Unlike a mewling submissive or a naughty child, I don't wish to see you lower your gaze. Though there are occasions when this might be appropriate, it isn't an acceptable default. Now, I want you to focus on your breath. Pull in your stomach. And as you inhale, focus on having your chest rise and fall gently. This is more attractive, certainly, but also offers the advantage of you being ready to speak if you're spoken to. Keeping your betters waiting for an answer could have them thinking that you were floating off in a daydream, and this simply wouldn't do. To help save yourself, from the impropriety of fidgeting and fumbling, ensure that you are mindful of where your hands sit. This might mean that they are at your sides, comfortably folded upon your apron, or even held discreetly behind your back. When standing in heels, you will almost certainly wish to move your weight from one foot to the other periodically. This allows some opportunity to rest and relax the muscles in the calf. Miss Birch lets her words hang in the air between you. You know that in any other setting, she might have been waiting for her students to finish writing notes, taking down the key points of her lecture for later review. Not daring to ask what might appear on a test in the future. And you, well, you're not armed with ink and paper, but that's okay. Remember as much of this advice, this guidance, as you can for now. When you do eventually awaken from trance, I am certain that these rules, these details, they will affix themselves in your mind. If not, Miss Birch is always eager for more opportunities to educate. This moment of quiet comes to an end, and the lesson continues. We will now move on to the last part of your lessons for today. There are expectations placed on the type of footwear suitable for your position. As you well know, it is the preference of your mistress, of most mistresses, that you walk properly in at least a short heel. You might believe that this is an art that you have mastered. But if you wish to progress under my tutelage, then you will have to demonstrate your capability and so now, it might be clear to you why the room has been cleared. I want you to demonstrate that you are sure-footed. 
and you will make a complete circuit around the room. You will not stumble. You will start and stop as instructed and do so with poise. In short, you will act as a proper maid would and not like a newborn deer in a forest clearing. Do you understand? You must answer now, dear. You know the rules, whether in your mind or out loud, your response must be clear and concise. Do you understand? Begin walking. Remain steady. I don't wish to see you falter, but I also do not wish to see you appear to struggle. Your pace should stay consistent. Turn as needed, following the outside edge of the floor space. And now stop. Good. That can be difficult too, but you will practice and practice will make perfect. Begin again. Show me how well you can keep your balance. Know that you're going to improve this skill over time with me. We're going to make such a perfect maid for your mistress. And you're so clearly willing to do the work. Stop once more. Well done. Don't allow your momentum to carry you forward into a stumble. You can reassume proper posture as you stand. And then once more, continue. Start walking. Take the corner as necessary and with the same level of grace. Of course, there are always little improvements that can be made but you can stop for now. I'll take my own notes of what your next steps will be, and that will be that. <laughs>